0: Welcome to an episode of ARG Presents that's 32 times better than anything we've ever done. I am Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who, much like Spider-Man Web of Fire, absolutely sucks. The Brent.
1: Hey, I actually kind of like this game. (laughs) Under the circumstances, I thought it was okay. Yeah. We'll get into that, though.
0: So, if you joined us last week, we spun the wheel. We made the deal. And this week, we'll be playing games... On the off-criticized, much-hated Sega 32X yes. add-on to the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Yes. So, Brent, what do you think of the uh, 32X, and have you ever had a chance to fiddle with one?
1: Uh, you know, I don't think I've actually played any 32X games in in a system. Um, I have played, you know, emulated stuff all the time. I've played almost everything emulated, but... Uh, uh, I think this was a doomed concept. Uh, I think it was poorly marketed for sure. Um, and I, I think considering everything else that was going on around it at the time, it w- had no real chance of success. And then Sega just stomped it into the mud. So,
0: This is a... Uh, the story of the 32X is a, is a tragic tale of Stupidity it is. and short-sightedness. Let's get into it, shall we? Just a little brief history lesson on 32X. So, uh, 32X uh, was released in North America, and this is sort of key: November 21st of 1994, yeah. uh, Japan December 3rd of 94, and in the European area, January of 95. So, right in that little clump there. Um, this thing debuted at different costs <clears throat> uh, in the U.S. Uh, they they sold this for one fifty nine ninety nine dollars uh, in Japan, 16,800 yen and in Europe, now this is a, uh, rather a shocker $169.99 uh, pounds so it was, it was a pretty That's expensive ridiculous. item over yeah. over for ridiculous. our friends in Europe uh, this, uh, uh, the 32X was discontinued in 96 yes and worldwide this is worldwide mind you it is reported uh, that somewhere and these numbers sort of peter out around ninety four. I think that's when they pretty much start producing these things towards the very end. Uh, the uh, the units sold were right around uh, seven hundred thousand units. Yeah. So it actually sold more than I would have considered it would have having. I would sold. have said
1: about five hundred k worldwide. Right. But I mean, you have to think how many Genesis were out there. Sure, sure, millions and millions. So so
0: when. You, Let's look. We have to look back at the Genesis slash Mega Drive for just a moment to understand the uh, environment that spawned the 32x. So, uh, the the, uh, the Mega Drive debuted in 1988. Okay, so uh, if you flash forward and was a good and was a good earner and and w- stood up to the uh, Super Nintendo and had a lot of good years there. Sure, it, so, it actually
1: <clears throat> surpassed Super Nintendo uh, during that Mortal Kombat. Fade. Sure,
0: but in '93, uh, the 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 uh, landscape had changed. Yes. Right now, this is a murderer's row. It would appear of consoles out there. Of course, you're still slogging it out with the Super NES. Then you've also got the the Jag coming down the pike. At the time, no one knew it was going to be a dud. Yeah, the 3DO, same thing. That had yeah. Trip Hawkins behind it, so it looked like I mean, for all accounts, it looked like the 3DO was going to be a big player. And so did it looked like Jag. I remember this time. Uh, and so, and of course, the uh, the Mega CD slash Sega CD was out there, but it wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. It was okay. So um, <coughs> there was talk as to what the next step would be at Sega. Okay, and so there were really, and I'm gonna I'm gonna basically distill this and the sort of the basic parts of what happened. Um, Sega knew that somewhere down the pipe they had a new console coming. Okay, which would eventually be the Saturn. Yes. Okay. And so they were of the mind to sort of play out the string here and uh, move on to the next piece of hardware. But there were factors, there were factions in the in Sega that that were hesitant. That thought maybe there should be some a, a machine that sits in the middle of these. And then there were some people uh, when and most uh, notably Sega of America who thought. Uh, instead of having a machine that sat in the middle or moving to a new machine, we need to have an add-on for this machine. This thing's got, got a lot of life left in it. We're still making a lot of money and moving a lot of product. And so, effectively, what happened was uh, the, uh, the uh, Sega America group sort of pushed to have the uh, 32X uh, be released. Okay? So, the 32X was ba- basically a, uh, ad- a hardware add-on that added memory and added some graphical abilities. Uh, and it sat uh, on on top of the uh, original Genesis or, mm-hmm. or Mega Drive. It sat in the cartridge slot. And then you would put your cartridge in it. Yes. And if you had a uh, a, a Sega CD, it would also play with that. Uh, it, it, you could use both. You could use yeah. both.
1: Very few games.
0: Now, yep. I'm going to tell you some things that you don't see on Wiki or anything else. I mean, you can read all this stuff. You can look it up. But I have a 32 x And I can tell you that just out of the gate, this was a terrible idea. And I'm not gonna—it's not even for the reasons you think. Okay, sure, it was an interim system that they were—that they was was very expensive, and doomed from the start due to the fact that you had the next generation was had already came. Okay, there's that. But just as a hardware, a piece of hardware, I find the the 32x an irritable piece of work. Uh, For starters. Uh, this thing depends on you having very good uh, uh, connection to your Genesis consoles. Yes. And then you have to uh, hope that the 32X also has good pins for its cartridge. So you're depending. You're effectively doubling the chance of failure on a cartridge. Yeah. right? I never hear anybody talk about this.
1: No, it's very when true.
0: I, when yeah. I bought, now, admittedly, I bought mine uh, just just only a few years ago. Yeah, very uh, used. But <laughs> but uh, um, it was not that used. The pins were in good shape. Everything was dirty, but uh, these things were a technical disaster. I mean, the, I, I've always heard that the amount of uh, of uh, calls that Sega got over these things were, was astronomical, and because aside from the fact that it's that uh, putting this thing in the cartridge slot, the, the, when you there, of course, you've got several different types of Genesis. Let's go there, yeah. and so for some Genesis or or, or uh, like I have the original Mark One, okay. And for certain, for different ones, you would need different spacers that would yeah. go under the, under this thing. Uh, and so, and what are those? Those are things that can get lost. Those are things that you can, can get bent. You know, uh, it's easy to lose them. On top of that, you needed uh, uh, the uh, the X thirty two access its own power supply. And so, and it's a bit, you know, these things are huge. Yeah. And so now you've got two big honking power supplies. Now this is pretty well tried ground. People talked about how much. How big a hassle it was yeah. to, but there's more to it. Uh, a, a, another thing you needed to do was have a pass through cable, a couple of them actually. And what these did, the 32x effectively augmented your Genesis. And so what that what I mean by that is, the Genesis, the base unit, still did stuff. It wasn't just sitting there providing power. It actually would handle some of the parts of the game. Yeah. Uh, I saw a very fast I listened to a very fascinating podcast once where these guys. Went through every game on a 32x and just un- and unplugged the 32x to see what would still happen. And 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 sometimes the HUD would be done by the Genesis. Sometimes almost the whole game would be done by the Genesis. Sometimes hardly any of the game was all on the 32x. And so uh, it was vital to have the to have this connection that ran the video through because basically, effectively, you were adding your the Genesis's video and, and sound to the 32x's video to output to your TV.
1: Like overlays, it's almost yeah, like and fact. so.
0: But the problem was the cabling, you had to have extra cables to run because it would run from your video out of your Genesis into the video in of the, of the 32X and then it would go out to the TV. If you had a, a different Genesis like I do, you'd have to have different type of cable, okay, because it had different outputs for video. Uh, uh, as an added annoyance, uh, um, you would, like, for example, I have an Everdrive car for my Genesis and it will play uh, Master System games, okay? To I can't I can't run those in my 32x. I'm gonna unhook everything and go get my original video uh, cable and hook it to my TV to play those games. And, and also, if you had the uh, uh, the master system cartridge, that it, would, it wouldn't work in it either. Same problem. So there were a, there, these are small little uh, wacky issues that would come up just from the use of this nutty thing. So all that aside, let's say you everything's clean you get your thing to seat in there properly you've got the spacer in you've got the power on you've got the cabling hooked up what do you what do you get for your money well uh, what you get is a slightly uh, enhanced uh, experience I would say yeah I mean I mean for the most part certainly uh,
1: not groundbreaking stuff
0: right uh the uh <laughs> the funny thing about this thing is there, there weren't that many games released for it. I think it was like was it a total, like, 32 or something like that? Was it was. One? It's more than that, but it, it wasn't a not it, it was a very small number yeah. of games, and a lot of the games were enhanced Genesis titles. And yes. W- and what, so, what do we mean by enhanced? Uh, slight graphical enhancements. There were some that were full-on things that you could not do without a 32X. But yeah, a lot so of it. the stuff, well, let's go with, say, something like uh, Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, or 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 Primal Rage, which were both released on 32x, or WrestleMania the Arcade Game. Um, these games looked better yeah. and ran smoother. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Uh, was it a massive difference? Was a hundred and and sixty nine dollars worth the difference? That's hard to say.
1: No, uh, yeah. And the thing is, is the 32x from an engineering standpoint, is quite a marvel. Yeah. To have it integrate with all these different... Because it's not like the, the Genesis... Inside the Genesis changed as it went up the line, too. And it had to work with all this stuff. And uh, I, from an engineering standpoint, the 32X is really something that's amazing. It, unfortunately, when you take it out into the real world, plus, Sega killed the 32X before it ever even made it on the shelf. They decided halfway through production, that they were like, you know what, we're not going to do this. But, Sega of America kind of pushed it, and said, oh, we're doing it. But, you know, but the support was never there. Yeah. Especially towards the end.
0: And, and, and what the result of this uh, haphazard approach to the development of this hardware was, uh, you lost a lot of your, there was a very little third-party interest. Okay. yes and on top of that there were a ton of game cancelizations and uh, that were that were after they were announced i'll give you a few examples uh echo the dolphin was a game that was supposed to be released it got scrapped uh and it, they spent a bunch of money on it uh shadow of atlantis was another game this was even on the box and it, it failed to it failed to ship um sega had planned to launch twenty thirty two x and cd32x games uh by march of 95 and then a hunt by and then by uh december they they said they were going to have a 100. Yeah. Okay, think never about that. that. And then and and so about, about 2 thirds of that never never yeah. got there. It they they died on the vine. And some of that stuff ended up going to Saturn. Yeah. But uh, you know that's the way it goes. So in the US the console went uh, from the 159 it was at to 99 bucks in September 95. And they were having, they were selling Genesis 32X bundles for 139 bucks. Yeah. So at this point you can see the writing on the wall. Uh, the uh, now get this so 300,000 32 X consoles were sold in the first half of ninety five, right four hundred thousand going into Christmas and it went over seven hundred thousand by the end of the uh, by the end of that year, in ninety six that console that had sold in, at the end of ninety four I mean basically at the beginning of ninety five for one hundred sixty nine one hundred fifty nine dollars you could get it for fifty bucks and ga- and the games were going for practically nothing yeah. at that point. Yeah, they they were, were they were they were blowing yeah, this no thing way. out because because of the Saturn was coming. Now, it's funny how this console differs wherever you're at. In Japan, the 32X Roy never even got a foothold over there no. because they knew what was coming. Right. The right. Japanese are a savvy bunch and they weren't interested. Well,
1: and, all Sega of Japan never pushed it anyway. But
0: they still ended up selling 270,000 of those 32 X's in Japan, which I, that that number actually surprised me quite a bit. Yeah. But they really never got a. Uh, they pretty much didn't take, give it much uh, heed. Now in Europe, it they they knew they were trying to get more money in Europe, and so what they did was they would give you a break on the games on some. They would, they had a deal, you know. Uh, so in Europe, they had in the UK 35,000 units sold. Uh, and 10,000 units sold in Germany by the first half of 95. And, of course, the price dropped everywhere. It was a disaster at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were only a couple games released exclusively for Europe, uh, one of which I'm going to cover today. Yes, you are. The other one was FIFA Soccer 96. Uh, and so, <laughs> basically, it was uh, it was tankaroo all over the world. Uh, now, get this. they this Of course, this got released in a ton of markets in Australia because we've got some listeners down there. I want to cover it. The the 32X initially was announced at 400 uh, Australian dollars, then it dropped to 299, and then it went back up before launch. This is all before launch. So it was 400, then it was 300, and then it was 350, and then they launched it. Can you imagine if you're somebody buying that down in Australia? Are you kidding me? So uh, the 32X is often described as one of the biggest blunders of all time uh and it is a it is a huge uh a mistake you can understand how it happened with america with sega america was really hold they thought they had a good thing going and they did but it was short-sighted yes uh, to be honest with you um i mentioned that this thing worked with the with the sega cd uh there were a few games released uh for both very, the, for very both few. and uh but it was, it, you know, again, you get in also the situation where you have to run audio cables through the front jacks so the thing to get stereo. It just, it's, it's a hodgepodge. It's, it's almost like I designed this. This is the way I operate. You know, I have cables and cryptic and everything and, and crap running. Because that's, the, I'm not selling my crap to the world. Right. You know, but this that's what it reminds me. It reminds a lot of me and how I operate. So if I ever ran Sega of America, this is what would happen. I would issue 4232X. But strictly speaking, um, they just didn't have the foresight to see that the time was coming. And the funny thing is, uh, that idiocy would sort of continue into the Saturn, which we'll get into one of these days if it ever comes up on the wheel, because another system that was released stupidly, short-sightedly, and designed
1: uh, to serve two masters. That one was not engineered well. But you know, well uh, that's a story it's for a, another know, day. Just
0: to, just to summarize, because it always, it always has bugged me. Yeah. Uh, uh the, the, the truth of the matter is Sega was a was a juggernaut for a while. Yeah oh yeah. And then and then they did some dumb crap. And they did a whole bunch of dumb crap. Then they came back with a great console, the Dreamcast, and by then they had damaged their yeah. own
1: they had no brand reputation.
0: so much that they that they could not rest on their laurels. Yeah. And the Dreamcast, which is a tremendous console, the best console they probably ever made, in my opinion.
1: It's up there.
0: Um, it uh, died, it died on the vine. It really well,
1: did. Well, again, that's a story for another time. It is.
0: So, we picked a couple games um, uh, for, this, for this nutty peripheral. And we're going to let the Brent lead the charge with a game, and I use that term loosely, Oh,
1: that, oh give me a break. Uh,
0: as soon as he picked it, I was, is, I have, like I said, I have a CD32, or a, uh, a, a 32X, and I have, uh, I do have a CD32, to be honest with you, but uh, I have a 32X, and I have some knowledge of this, uh, uh, of this game. So when you picked it, I was uh, slightly concerned. So well, I, I'm going uh, to yeah. hold judgment until yeah. I hear what you Let say me about, you about
1: it. Uh tell you something. I, As you said, Amazing Spider-Man Web of Fire. I picked it for two reasons. Uh, It is a 32X exclusive, and it was the last commercial U.S. game sold in stores. Uh, By the company Blue Sky Software, it was released in 1996. Two um, not good reviews. Um,
0: (laughs) That's like saying the Hindenburg disaster was a slight inconvenience.
1: (laughs) Now, this, this, here's the thing. I went in knowing this was going to be bad.
0: You, so you knew ahead of time. I
1: knew that this game had a bad reputation. Okay. Uh, I did find people online defending it. Uh, <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a fair shot. This game, it's not good. But it's not nearly as bad as everyone wants to think it is. Let me explain why. The game is a standard uh, beat-em-up of sorts. You move from uh, left to right attacking enemies and you have goals and bosses. Spider-Man has uh, it, it claims in the box he has 50 moves. He doesn't have 50 moves. He has about 12. And of that he can uh, combo punch just if he's standing there. He can do a running kick. He can cling to walls and punch uh, up, down, left, right, he can cling to the floor and ceiling, punch up, down, left, right, um, and he has his web shooter shooting his web swing. <clears throat> so you have that, and you make a game around it, where uh, the web of fire, which this is the game is based off of, is a uh, Marvel comic. Uh, same th- same thing. The web is actually these lasers above the city. That's lowering down, and Hydra says, if you don't pay us $1 billion, we're going to level the city. Let me tell you something, for a Hydra plot, this is pretty good. I mean, they got the laser grid up and working, and uh, was starting to destroy the city with it. Because in the opening scene, the city's all messed up, and buildings are on fire and crumbling because this laser grid's coming down on top of it. Their problem is
0: they co-opted some bad, they made some bad uh, employment choices.
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to get into that, too. Um, so, you have, your first stage is you You have to go and shut down this generator, and the second stage, you have to shut down another generator, uh, which that turns off the grid. And then Hydra's like, ah, crap, we're, we're getting out of here. And they start <laughs> to leave. Yeah. And Spider-Man actually chases them down to beat them up more. And let me tell you something, that doesn't normally happen in a game. Normally... You you once you defeat the, the you know the plot point the laser grid the game would have been like okay good job you win but no 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 this game you actually shut down the grid and then you chase after Hydra and beat them down more you're like no I'm not done with you come back here so I like that I think that's very unique in this game uh, the problem with this game it, it, it's really got three really bad problems hmm. problem number one. It is a reused asset machine and what I mean by that is you will have about three screens of background material, buildings and uh, 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 structures and stuff like that, stuff in the background and it will re-loop a lot, a lot, a lot. These stages are large but they're not large in a good way. They are large because they just hit copy paste 40 times instead of 20 where it would have made sense. The enemies you fight, there's about, I don't know, six or seven regular enemies uh, throughout the stages. Probably a little more than that once you count robots and stuff like that. So we'll say ten. The enemies are, they look fine. They attack fine. The enemies in this game are okay, but they are repetitive. Especially when you're considering, there's like eight bosses Eight bosses in this game, which is remarkable for a game, uh, a, a superhero game. And, but we're going to get into it in a second. The problem number two with this: the controls are not great, and the reason because is uh, when you get to a, close to a wall, Spider-Man wants to cling to it, so you will find yourself swinging. And then, if you just nick a wall just a little bit. Bam, he's stuck to it. Wall,
0: car, uh, side of an air conditioner.
1: Build, yeah, barrel, g- it doesn't cement, matter. Anything. <clears throat> uh, and that's bad. You can't have that in a game, especially where you spend a fair amount of the first stage and in some of the later stages, too, swinging, uh, and that completely kills your momentum. However, the very, very, very worst thing about this game is it is hard. And it's an unfair hard. Um, the first stage you probably won't have any problems with. Uh, even the second stage, it was a little mazy, but it wasn't bad. Uh, but it goes downhill from there. You have no checkpoints in this game, and like I said, the game, the stages are huge. So when you die, you always go back to the beginning. Um, and you die sometimes over stupid stuff. You, if, if you get in between two enemies, they just juggle you to death. And there's almost nothing you can do about it. You basically have to web them both, jump, clear out, and come back and fight them. Uh, <clears throat> all that said, though, all that said, I cannot blame Blue Sky Software for all of these problems. And here's why. They were making this game, and this was going to be a big game for the system. This was getting hyped. Even as the sky was falling on the Sega 32X, uh, this game was getting pushed because it had Spider-Man, and it had licenses on it. Uh, And then Sega pulled the biggest dick move I've heard in video game history. And before this game was released they announced that they were ending support for the system. <laughs> so when this game hit the shelf, and it's the only Sega 32X game in America that this happened to, it had already been announced that the Sega 32 was dead. So when so they, they had to get this out. This was not a situation where they could wait and fix what needed to be fixed. <clears throat> And I think that is where a lot of the problems with this game, if this game had an extra year to cook to work out some of the bugs, to work out some of the flaws, to make some of the backgrounds more interesting, I think this could have been a fun game. But when Sega made that announcement, knowing they had this game in the pipe that pressed them to get the game out as quickly as possible, and I think that was just that was it. I think they had no chance from there. <clears throat> Before I let you give your opinion, I want to run down the bad guys in this game. And I want to see, I want you tell me, you're, a, video, you're a, a, a comic book guy. So I want you to tell me how many of these people you've actually heard of. This is another flaw in the game, but it's not really a flaw because I guess it was a sign of the times. Marvel was going to push this new group, the new Enforcers. Uh-huh. And they did not push this group, the new Enforcers. So we start with uh, Dragon Man. Okay. Have you heard of Dragon Absolutely.
0: Man? Absolutely. But I, I will say, and I've heard of probably all of these, but I I'll, I'll say low end. So Dragon Man's probably middle in the low end.
1: Now, Dragon Man, in the game, they actually misspell his name, Dragon Man, all one word, when it's actually supposed to be Dragon Man, who is neither dragon nor man. He's actually an android. Uh, powers of flight. He breathes methane gas that he catches on fire. He's your first stage boss. Then uh we have vanisher
0: yeah that's low double low like i i couldn't pick him out of the lineup or her
1: vanisher uh is never really a boss boss in this game but he is often found in the middle of stages he'll just teleport in either dropping off guys or punching you and teleporting out his total power teleportation with an unknown carry weight uh he did not get fleshed out well in the comics he is literally just a teleporter.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about him.
1: So your second stage boss, Eel.
0: Yeah, another low, low end. I was surprised because there were plenty of people you could have put in that kind of. That's on the electrical stage, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you would have thought they would have put.
1: Well, this someone was someone
0: a little cooler. This was all
1: new enforcers. Yeah, the
0: new enforcers suck.
1: Uh, Eel, Eel's power is uh, he's covered in he's covered in grease, so you can't, so he's slippery. And he, it's conductive grease, so he can charge up his suit and shoot powers and stuff. Wacky. And then we have Thermite.
0: Now that I have to say, when I when I saw him pop up, that again, a low end. I mean, I vaguely recall hearing the name. I don't think I've ever seen him in a book.
1: Thermite's powers are actually probably the most interesting of the bunch, and that's that's not saying much. Half his body is superheated, and the other half of his body is super chilled. So he can—he uh, has a fire and ice theme going on, and he's actually split down the middle, and half his body looks frozen, half his body looks on yeah, fire. Yeah, weird looking in the game. Uh, he also a boss at the in this game, and then we have Blitz.
0: Again, very—I may have heard his name, but I don't remember seeing him. In well, anything. it's a
1: chick, so probably not. Yeah, Blitz. Uh, she is super not fleshed out in the New Enforcers. Her only thing is she's strong. <laughs> and she wears a suit of, uh, of power something. Uh, so she is a stage boss.
0: A suit of power something. <laughs> That's right. I like it.
1: And then you've got probably the worst of the bunch, Tangle.
0: Tangle. <laughs> Man, the new enforcers. What were they thinking?
1: Tangle has the power uh, to shoot... Uh, uh, tangly things out of her fingers, right? Yeah. And to tie people up with them. Here's the problem with tangle. If you break the tangly things, which you're going to want to do because, you know, you're tangled in them, it knocks her out. (laughs) So, she can literally be knocked out without ever touching her and just breaking the tangles.
0: I think she's attacked my junk drawer at home. (laughs) You know?
1: So, yeah, tangle, probably the worst of this bunch. Uh, But...
0: That's saying something with that crowd. I can't imagine I can't believe you took the time to look these guys up.
1: Tell you what, Tangle. I watched them
0: go by and I'm like, who in that what Tangle
1: the- is also a woman. Uh-huh. So uh, Yep. Organic filaments from her fingertips. Mm. Then we have the actual someone who's competent, and that is super adaptoid.
0: Yeah, him I recognize. But that's that's <clears throat> cheeserific in this game because he
1: just turns into these other dud characters. Yes, and that is actually in the New Enforcers one uh, variant of Super Adaptoid is his power is to turn into the other members of the New Enforcers. So there are different power scale. Some of these... Some versions, he can turn into, like, Captain America's shield and have his shield power or Iron Man's sure. suit.
0: Yeah, or have Thor's hammer yeah. and have Captain America's shield. He's a real tough that's, guy.
1: That's that's the super him. I the, guess he's
0: hanging out with a bunch of bums. The, one,
1: <laughs> the one in the New Enforcers can only turn into the other people in the New Enforcers.
0: Wow. That's like being cursed.
1: <laughs> so, you know, again, this game, I think, did the best with what it had. And i think it did okay i know you're chomping at the bit go ahead and give me your rundown
0: i didn't like spider-man web of fire
1: <laughs> okay well, i fell into a burning
0: web of fire all right let's go i ahead went and wrap down, this. down
1: down no, oh you got more
0: oh yeah okay so let me get into this thing being repetitive is its job he's not kidding i mean they they take the backgrounds and you'll go buy them ten times on a level over and over Something else about this game—it's the running time. If you—if you have any idea what you're doing, you can get through the whole game in a half hour. Yeah. It's short. There is nothing 32x about this game. That's the biggest travesty. There, there is no you. You. There's no way you can tell me that this could not be done on a normal Genesis. I don't think that's. I don't see how it colors could be done. on screen. Oh please. <laughs>
1: colors on screen. That's what it is.
0: Backgrounds crummy. Sky stupid. Foreground dumb. Bad guys idiotic. They try this kind of ray-traced, digitized gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No, sir. No, sir. It doesn't work. It looks like crap.
1: Oh, it doesn't look like Listen, crap. It when doesn't you look fight, good. It doesn't fight, look good.
0: When you fight Dragon Man, yes. he is a lump. He has got about... Also, I should mention that the bad guys have like two or three animations uh, or frames of animation. And Dragon Man, it's accentuated by the fact that he's huge. He's this he big is. guy. He and so Spider-Man's going jumping around, doing his webs and stuff. And here's this guy he's making, he's looking dumb, he's sounding dumb, he is dumb, uh, the bad guys in this, like Brent said, nondescript goof losers, you couldn't have picked, I mean, good lord, who? no one's got a rogues gallery like Spider-Man, you know, except maybe Batman, the two best rogues gallery in all comics, and you, you come up with the Tangler, all these guys, who are these goos? Well,
1: I just ran that down.
0: <laughs> I know they licensed this game, and maybe Marvel was trying to push, and this was not a glory d- age for Marvel, no. I might add, but they're trying to push this new team. But if I'm the guy with Blue Sky, and I look at this lineup, I'm like, the Tangler, the Tangler, the Tinkler. Get these guys out. Where the heck's Electro? Where the heck's, you know, give me Venom. Give me the Green Goblin. Give me somebody. Where's Dr. Octopus? You got nothing. What's
1: really bad is you save daredevil in the first stage of this yeah so you could have even had some of his bad guys yeah but you didn't
0: by the way let's talk about this first stage which All i right. became intimate with because it was it's not hard
1: no.
0: uh daredevil has been captured and i don't you never who captured him you go up to the top of the building uh, and he's well, just in a cage. no it
1: says it says hydra captured no
0: that's not what i mean hydra
1: what does that mean hydra Hydra. This is a
0: low point for Daredevil. Oh. I'll tell you. It is, actually. This is worse than his first film. I mean, he's way down in the dumps. Because you get to the top of this building, I mean, trust me, it's a nonchalant swing up there. And there's Daredevil looking like a dork in a in a, a, a go-go cage that any goof could have broke out of, for Pete's sakes. And Spider-Man, how does Spider-Man uh, get him out of there? Does Spider-Man pick a lock or shut down a device that's keeping him in? No, he just beats the cage, so it explodes. <laughs> And then Daredevil comes flying out and leaves a couple of Daredevil tokens behind. <laughs> so what's the scoop on those on Daredevil? Could you play him at some point or beat him? No, no, him? no.
1: If you you can uh, he's like a summons.
0: Oh, he, I see. He jumps
1: around the screen and throwing his uh his baton. Listen. Uh, what you will, here okay. This is something that's awesome right. about the whole Daredevil thing. You cannot save him. You could just leave him in the cage and just you won't get Daredevil tokens. Oh really?
0: <laughs> that was pretty <very> heroic. <laughs> You know, uh, Brent mentioned this game is hard. It is. It's hard with a butt. and the butt is, if you can get to certain points in the game, you can literally swing through the entire level almost and do nothing. Well, there are speed levels where just uh, I watched the play through this guy, and it, literally all he did was swing, and I did it on the second level. I swung through almost the entire level without actually stopping to fight anybody. The only thing that really stopped you is the fact that you occasionally, like Brent said, would just run into something like you yeah. can't get away. When you're running down the street, Spider-Man's an idiot. He swings... He, he sticks to everything. Plus, Spider-Man... This is Spider-Man. All right? I want to make this abundantly clear. Spider-Man takes damage from things like exposed exhaust fans on air conditioners. Well, that would hurt. No! Spider-Man's not an idiot. By the way, who puts these... Who in God's name makes an air conditioner with the fan exposed?
1: Well, you know, Hydra.
0: What if a pigeon or something flew in? Hydra had nothing to do with that. That's city planning. what well, nothing to do with Hydra. Well, what? call that, Hydra. Was part of, that was part of their plan. We're going to steal all the grapes off these, all the top of these air it, conditioners. It
1: worked. It Listen, worked.
0: Hydra, and by the way, I should get into this. Hydra a, uh, a, has really fallen in rough times. <laughs> you know, their agents, they've got four or five agents. They must have cloned like two or three guys a hundred times or a thousand times. You know, and they're working with these new enforcers. These guys stink; <laughs> they're not good. If you've seen the last part of this game, it stinks too. Everything about this game is stupid. It, Spider-Man controls poorly. There was a game there was I, a there was a I game out on the that. PC. I think it was called Separation Anxiety, where you you could Spider-Man, Venom, and uh, Carnage were in it. Okay, and I thought and that game stunk. I never liked it, but I had it. All right, I had a couple of the Spider-Man games on the PC, and that's what this reminds me of. Just low end. I mean, Final Fight, it ain't. I'm no. trying to think, what would you equate this no, to? No, no. I
1: can't think of anything. It's a platform. It's a platform beat em
0: up. How do you get platforms? Spider Man swings and jumps. It's a, there's no platform element. It's yes, No, it's not. He could climb up walls.
1: No. He climbs on the ceiling. No, 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 no. There no. are platform elements.
0: No, it's junk. It was no good. It no. was okay. I'm going to say something else that Brent had to say. Four uh, out
1: of ten. Uh,
0: you're nuts. Brent had this comment no, it's he made. He's like, I feel sorry for the blue sky. If so we had another year to percolate this bad boy. No. There's not enough time on Earth to have turned oh, this into God. something worth playing. On the 32X. The 32X. This looked like a crappy Master System game.
1: No, it, it had more colors than the Genesis could have produced on its own. Uh, the, the animations for Spider-Man are really slick. Um, no, They're not that great. They're yeah, okay. They're, they're pretty good. Now, again, I'm not saying everyone let's go all run out and make this our new favorite Spider-Man game, okay? But this, the the whole worst worst game on the 32X, no.
0: What do you think's worse?
1: Have you looked over the line We'll talk about it here in a second. Let's go ahead and talk about the price of this game. Uh, Being that it was the last one released, you know the numbers are going to be up there because a whole lot of them didn't hit the shelf. A loose cart. Loose card, Aaron, what do you want to guess?
0: <coughs> Seven hundred bucks. No, oh, loose. Three hundred bucks.
1: Two hundred bucks. Okay. Uh complete sets, run you about five forty. New with the cellophane, run you about eight forty five. Cool. So
0: keep it on there. Never take it off.
1: So uh yeah. And, and this game, like I said, I don't think it's nearly as bad as what people think. I don't think it's good. I definitely don't think it's good. But I think there's a whole lot of worse well, stuff out there. No, Let's talk. I don't,
0: I'm not done yet. Oh, God. Now think about this for a minute. I just want to sure. summarize before you... I know you're trying to usher me out the door here, but I'm not done. You get the 32X, and this is presented to you as a next-gen game on your old console. This is appalling. I don't care how long it took them to make this. And yes, they did get screwed. There's no doubt about it. But this was this was no good. This was no good. You could have released this on, this on the regular Genesis. It would have been no good. There's not a world that exists where this game is going to release be released to any praise or ballyhoo. A 4 out of 10 with 5 being average. so you telling me this is slightly below average is what you're telling me? Yeah.
1: Well, because this is. Very, I give you
0: a 4 out of 10 as cause, well.
1: Because this is very playable. You can pick this up and play it. If you play it for a half an hour, you'll have fun. If you play it for an hour and a half, you're going to start not liking it. Are you, what? Yeah. What? I had fun. I had fun every moment when I played this. I made it to What did stage you do? just sit there one, and look at
0: the two. colors? Oh, I look made, at the colors, sorry. I made it to
1: stage four, which is the oil, oil refinery stage, uh, which is what most people say is the, the low point in this game because it's, it's just ridiculous, a lot of cheap hits. Um, and I had fun. I, I played it, you know, several hours.
0: Early on, right away, the bad guys are irritating. This is Spider-Man. Why is he having so much trouble taking out these dorks?
1: No, just web them, hit them, you're done. I, I don't see the problem.
0: And you got caught in there. Oh, there's little laser... Uh, the little probes that yeah, came around. Yeah, just web them. No, yeah. Them they're annoying. Nah, and they come out and nah. listen to you.
1: If you're a decent player, you're fine. All right, let's move on.
0: What are you implying?
1: Um, you're, you know, kind of crappy.
0: Oh, my God. Listen, I will let... I'll let history be my judge on this one. And i also let history be my judge on this next game. So, right. you So, know, you know how I like to pick games, Brent? Randomly? No, no. I don't go by... Uh, perceived uh, or or uh, de- predetermined uh, worldwide love of the game. I don't go by uh, sales figures. I don't even go by reviews scores. I go by cool names. And when I saw this game, I had to play it. It's got a cool name. It's called Dark Side, and that's spelled with an X. Cool guy style. <laughs> whoever Whoever made the game name must have been an old hacker. That's what it reminded me of.
1: Well... It's- I think he was an old lawyer because he didn't want to get sued. It's D A. Oh, who's gonna sue him? Uh, you can't copyright the
0: dark side. It's not like it's a it's a it's a It's a bad guy. Uh,
1: the See. reason why it's spelled with an X is for copyright reasons. No, it's not. Yes, it's, it is. No,
0: it's for cool guyness. That, it's for copyright. D- it's D A R. This was originally
1: called D A R K S I D E, and they said change it. We don't want to get sued. Nah,
0: I I never heard that's that.
1: That's what it. Okay, so
0: D A R X I D E Dark uh-huh. Side. It's cool. Uh Dark Side developed by an outfit called Frontier Development,
1: which still going today making space games. Really? Yeah. What do, what are they playing better than this space game? Well, they they made the Elite series. Oh,
0: uh, that's still going on today. Oh, you play the... You, these are the new Elite. So
1: what's oh, it called? Yeah. What's it? Uh, Elite Dangerous. Oh yeah, and, and you're so this same outfit yeah. And, yeah, that's the VR version of it is great. Crazy. Oh, oh my so. gosh. well that makes
0: a lot of sense and doesn't it? Yeah, they've come a long <laughs> way. We'll, uh, we'll say they've improved. Sure, sure. <laughs> so Dark Dark Side. Let's talk about this game a little bit. Um, this game was released in '96. This was the second game. This is the second game to the end of of uh, the 32x. The last game being the one you just covered, the horrible Ring of Fire, right. Web of Fire. Well, this was
1: the me. last one in uh, Europe. In
0: Europe, yeah. correct. So this also has uh, happens to be the only game that's region locked, which yes. I found out when I tried to play it on the on the computer, and it came up and said, this game can only be played in Europe and France. Yeah. I was like, well... <laughs> time to move. <laughs> time, to, time to tinker uh, with with the game. So, um, this game uh, is an interesting game amongst the Pantheon of 32X games. So, if you, have you played the Star Wars game of 32X? Yeah. There uh, much th- they're They're, well, that's your opinion. Uh, these games are comparable in that they're space shooters, but they take different approaches. One uh it has sort of a on rail space shooter thing going on. Yeah. I mean loose rails, granted. And then this one is the just go where the hell you want. Yeah. Sort of a
1: It's a box universe, uh, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So um what is Dark Side? Well, when you start the game, you are treated to a lovely uh uh entrance scene, a la wing commander, for example, of your ship rising out of the of its space dock. And then turning slowly and then launching into space. Now, this would be cool if it wasn't for the fact that this thing runs like it was rendered on, on an old uh, VIC-20 or something. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it is, is rendered poorly. It thing. is slow well, as molasses. The, actually,
1: the rendering is not horrible. It's just really slow. Right. I mean, really it's Really slow. It's
0: really, and it really, that's not a good start. No. It doesn't start you off with a good feeling. So, uh, this is a mission-based game with 10 missions. And the first mission has you going into space and destroying asteroids and uh, aliens, alien ships. Uh, Well, the
1: actual mission is destroy all asteroids.
0: And No, and alien ships. It's written down. And so you go up into space, and the first thing you see are these asteroids tumbling towards you. Now, I wrote this down so I can remember exactly what it was. But one of the things this game does is it uses texture-mapped, Polygon rendering. Yeah, right. It's there was only two games that did it to this degree on the on the Sega 32X. This was one of them.
1: Yeah, this is. I mean, the, t- the techniques of technique still used today. Normally, when you have polygons, they're just yeah, you, know, you get a color, a flat color. Uh, this actually puts a picture, which would be the uh, the uh, the surface of the asteroid, onto that polygon. So this was pretty revolutionary because this is. What all video games today are based off of. Yeah, and it, and
0: it the effect is good.
1: Yeah, it I mean, for the are. most
0: part, the asteroids look quite uh, remarkable if you, uh, for the time. Uh, they are they tumble towards you in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. The physics and stuff are nice, uh, and the alien ships they're not as good. They look okay, but they don't move as well.
1: The beanie ones kind of. The confusing.
0: beanie ones odd as you get your saucer <laughs> shape. Um, uh, so this game has you playing in like a first-person perspective. You're at the you're at the controls of the ship. Uh, it's mostly standard HUD stuff. You've got your, uh, your altitude, your direction. You've got um, you know your weaponry at the bottom, and then you've got a speed uh, speed dial at the side to see where your throttles at. And at the top, you've got a radar. Um, there's a there's a weird Picture on the side of the screen of a planet and what looks like your ship kind of going towards it. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to figure out what the heck this thing was, and I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, your ship sort of looks like one of the uh, uh, one of the Babylon Five defense fighters. If you're watching yeah, that sort show. of an
1: X-wing but kind of stretched in the right? middle.
0: Right, and, and so it looks okay. And so when you get into space, once you escape the uh, uh, terminal the terminal velocity of your of your entrance uh, so moving You get out in the space, you move pretty well.
1: Yeah, it, it, it actually... The actual game runs at a decent clip. Yeah. Uh,
0: one thing you'll notice is as you play it, and the asteroids come tumbling in, the first level was all about destroying these asteroids and destroying the aliens. And when the asteroids come out, they're double-sized. They're big old yeah, asteroids. And so when you shoot them, you get two pretty good-sized asteroids. Yeah. And you shoot those, you get four littler asteroids. This is a pain in the butt. To, to destroy all these things is really tough. Uh, you, uh, and after a while, the aliens come out and start hounding you. you, have to destroy them. And you'll notice that one of the limitations of the hardware of this game, the asteroids, as they tumble off away from you, they grow darker and darker, then they're gone. Yeah. And so the only way you can find these things is, use, is using the radar, which I found the radar worked to a pretty decent the, effect. The radar's
1: useless. You get pixels. They're just little pixels. They're supposed to be different colors, but they're so small and nondescript, they're just pixels. And when you shoot an asteroid and it splits off for like the fourth time or whatever, it's just a little hunk of rock tumbling through space, well, I, and you have to try to find it. It's ridiculous.
0: I didn't think it was that tough to find them, but I had a strategy that developed. So a lot of people uh, compare this. They, they uh, say that this game is effectively Asteroids, the arcade game, on the 32X in 3D. Well, that's partially true, and... Part of it is that makes it more amusing is the fact that I played this very similarly to the way I play Asteroids. I would I, at first I would just go as fast as I could go through and just shoot everything I could. <clears throat> it didn't work. And you also could run into stuff you and when your shields are depleted, you're dead. Um, I never died. That what way. I, I did. So what I like to do is I would come up on an asteroid. I would slow complete. I would stop dead stop and just concentrate on shooting it as much as I could of that asteroid. And then after I after it went out of sight, I would just spin around and shoot everything I saw. As quick as I could, then I would speed up and move on. The problem with that strategy is it's not conducive to the hidden danger of dark side, which is a you have a certain amount of time yeah. before you ha- that you have to complete the mission in, or you fail. Uh, the little picture I mentioned earlier of the ship going toward the planet that is actually the amount of time you've got left. Yeah. Occasionally, as you're playing this, you'll have a message pop up on the screen that says "nearing moon." And I thought, it, I thought, oh, that's cool, because there's a moon there, and you can. I thought, oh, you're getting too close to it. That's what so I would pull away or whatever. But that's not what that means. What that means is your time's almost up. When your time's up, no matter what you're doing, you'll just suddenly be in the reverse docking sequence. Yes. You're sitting through this lumbering, uh, slow thing. Then you get to a point where you. Uh, Go back into the dock, and then you hear the dumb guy music play, and it says "mission failed." Yes. it makes you
1: set through the entire docking station, so it can tell you that you suck.
0: Yeah, and you can't really skip that. It's, I hated, it. I hated that. I'll be I couldn't find with a way, way to skip it, yeah. and so you just have to have to uh, start again, start over with everything just exactly the way it was when you started the game. So when you fail one of these missions, uh, there's no waypoint or anything. You're boned. You're yeah. starting all over. Um, and so this game has a rep for being difficult, and I agree. Yes. Uh, and full disclosure, uh, I never got past the first level of this game. I always ran out of time, so I had I was reduced to watching better players go through this on you on YouTube, and play it. Um, I played this two different ways. I emulated it on the Xbox, and then I and then once that game, I noticed that the game would occasionally be laggy, and so I fired up the uh, uh, EverDrive and 32x and tried it on there. And the, uh, uh, it, you know, I would notice some small lag on, yeah. on the real hardware. So there was, but I mean, it runs smoothly for the most part.
1: Yeah, I don't think it runs bad.
0: Uh, through the various missions, uh, the, they're not all just go out and blow up asteroids. Although asteroids and other spaceships pay, play roles in pretty much every, episode, or every uh, uh, level. Uh, you'll have levels that where you're on rescue missions, you rescue miners, you have like an escort thing. You've got missions where you're out to destroy certain items. So the missions sort of get more uh, intricate as you go, which I think is pretty cool if you can get to them. That's yeah. the that's the downside of it. Uh, but uh, uh, overall, I, I kind of thought this was a pretty a good attempt. I mean, I, I think they made they made some mistakes uh, that I wouldn't have made. I don't think I would have I would have x the opening and closing animations just because they're too they're too ugly. I mean, let's face facts. I probably would have ixnate or at least doubled up on that time limit. The time limit was simply ridiculous, and I think it's a it's a shut point for people that want to could really sit down and play a game like this. I think they sort of did a disservice to the engine in this game. I think this would have been a, a engine that would have been better served uh, to do some sort of like space game, sort of like a uh, descent free space where it was. Mission-based going forward, where you had a, built a better uh, background story that maybe there's a war going on, you're part of a squad sort of like a wing commander or something. Just going out for these generic missions without really any context, I don't. I think that's. I think they did themselves no favors there. I think they could have had a lot. You would have had a lot more fun, or maybe even having a wingman or something uh, that that could have that could have uh, given the game a little more flavor. Uh, you know, I will say I thought the music in it was awesome. There was some great music. I mean, when you start out in this thing, the, the music that plays is really great. I mean, I thought it really added a lot of, of uh, fuel to your fire, getting it going. Uh, but at the end of the day, this game go instead of going into a realm of uh, like Wing Commander or Descent: Free Space or something like that, where you're at your Bousler Galactica, where there's a there's a story going on and you're part of you're a guy that playing a pivotal role in a great war or something. It sort of reduces itself to just sort of a basic arcade shooter. Uh, and, which is not necessarily the game's strong point. I, I would have liked to have seen a game that lets you do set waypoints uh, and go on really detailed missions that end up being a lot cooler than what you've got, and I would have liked to have uh, had a lot more flavor for the game. So while I think the game is a uh, technological achievement on the 3.2X, I think it's an attractive game for the most part, and I think there's fun to be had. It's not a game that I would necessarily go back to uh, after a while, I think they just there were some limitations that you can't get past as a player. Well, what did you think about it?
1: I play Elite Dangerous, mm-hmm. 2014 release, space sim, deep space sim. It's slow, it's methodical. You, I mean, you, it's sort of like Space Trucker. You have combat, but you can just run around, and deliver things. Very open world space. I cannot believe that Elite Dangerous started from this, considering how poor this game is. <laughs> the opening, unskippable, at least I didn't find a way to skip it.
0: You can skip it after it started. You have to watch the beginning of it, yeah.
1: Of you leaving the thing is slow and painful. That's true. When you get out into space, it has your ship. In front of you, and the HUD on the screen, which makes no sense. Either put me in a cockpit, or just let me fly around in my ship. I hate this viewpoint. I would have much rather been in the cockpit of the hmm. ship. That's the, that's the second thing. Your mission, the story behind this game, and this is a loose story from the manual at best, is. An alien race has destroyed pretty much all of humanity. You're one of the only hopes left to stop them before they reach Earth. Lame. Super lame, considering that your first your first objective is to go beat up on asteroids. What a stupid level idea. The asteroid shooting is annoying. You continuously chase down little hunks of rock you can't kill everything at one time. And I think you have you start with like being have to kill like eight of these huge asteroids. And every time you shoot one, your little HUD updates and says like, well now you've got like six huge asteroids and two medium sized asteroids and four little asteroids. So that is a continuous reminder on the side, <clears throat> which is nice with the exception of when you come up with these huge asteroids, and you start shooting it, and you're trying to kill as many as you can. Your first bullet splits it in two no matter where you shoot it from. One goes left, one goes right. You can chase down one of them. The other one is gone forever. <laughs> You'll never find it in the vacuums of space.
0: I don't agree with that.
1: The, the radar on this is horrible. It's absolutely dreadful. Because at the beginning of the level, it's just asteroids on there. And it's okay, it makes a little bit of sense. But as you gain, as you go on into the level, I guess when you get closer to the moon, or depending on how many asteroids you kill, I don't know what triggers it. And you start getting aliens coming onto the screen, they clutter up the radar. And then you can get power-ups, the most useless power-ups I've ever seen in any game ever. Uh, where they're floating through space, they're on the radar. So your radar turns into here's your objective, to here's just a mess of everything. When you die, you have to go through this horribly painful, slow, low-res, entering your dock sequence, all for it just to get back and say, you lose. And then it launches you through that exact painful sequence, just in reverse, to get back into space to shoot asteroids again. This is one of the few games I've ever quit mid-game because I was so annoyed at it. I hated this game, hated this game, every aspect of this game except for the sound, which was decent. I hated.
0: I think you're being too hard on it. I think you're. I think you're being needlessly hard. I'll, I, I'll admit you; those those docking sequences are no good. But there's, I think, there's a lot that. that first of all, the. the the cockpit view, having a, a clear cockpit, I think is great. You see more space. You're not
1: in your cockpit. You're, you're behind your ship. Listen,
0: the thing is, the, the heads-up display. What I mean is, if they had simulated the inside of a cockpit, no good. I like the way it is now. I thought it looked better because uh, you could see more of space, and you've got you can see your ship. The ship was pretty cool looking. I think you're. I think you're being too rough on it the, when when it comes to the. Uh, to the the actual radar, I didn't have that much trouble. with the radar. I'll grant you it does get cluttered, but there's a lot of targets, and I think that's more of a, 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 a of a indictment of the fact that there are just too many targets than it is the radar. Uh, it's a it's a, and also it's a two, it's effectively a 2D radar and what is in essence a 3D game. Yes. So, but I mean that's, that's that's there's something to it.
1: The technolog the technological achievements of this game is impressive. Yeah. Being able to uh, texture polygons at this stage in the game. Pretty cool. Uh, it's something they definitely use later down the road. But my goodness, I hated this game. Well, wow, I, I think hated. It, this I, I game. can't
0: believe you were so lenient on your game, and your and and when this game clearly is a, a far superior to that one. I, I think technologically
1: I think it's superior, but fun. It's way play, more. It's way more. Not fun. even it's on a, the same ballpark.
0: I, I grant you, they're not in the same ballpark. Your 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 game is in what's down in the I, in Mexican league somewhere. I
1: would go and play spider-man again in an instant before i would even considering looking at the box art for this game again
0: i don't agree uh and also i should i should mention as as i'll close with this uh, and it sort of summarizes the folly that was the 32x Uh, this game was originally planned on uh, being released uh, on what was called the neptune which would have been the uh, hybrid genesis 32x uh, machine that was planning on being built before they scrapped the idea because it was so horrible, horrible yeah. thought out idea. Yeah. So this game was going to be one of the launch titles for that ridiculous folly. So yeah. uh, these are these are a couple games that were victimized by the 32x. Let's just yes. go there. And I Absolutely. will say that, the, that at least the people that made this went on to bigger and better things. They but did. I think this game is okay. I think you could I think there's fun to be had. Then there's bombing missions. There's different types of missions. They try some different stuff. The, the when you're when you're targeting stuff, it it has almost like a grid pattern that adheres to the shape of what you're targeting, which I thought was pretty impressive tech from back in the day. And the sounds good. I think there's things to be had that to make this an interesting choice, but you need certainly need patience. That's for sure.
1: So, what'd you find for the price on this game? So
0: the price on this thing was tough to to garner because there were so many uh, repos. Yes, you can get a repo for this game uh, for you know forty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yeah. yeah. And one thing, here's a dead giveaway for the reproduction. If it doesn't look like the European release, it's a repo. They've got, they've put, basically someone found the uh, the art, the, the, the proposed art for the manual back in the day that didn't get released. And they used that to basically generate a cartridge label.
1: Yeah, I don't think they were necessarily going for a, well, oh, let's trick people. I think oh, they yeah. were going for because a, clearly here's not. this game to play. Right.
0: Now the the prices on this thing are are they go they go up quite a bit. The real ones, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw a fellow selling, trying to sell one of these in box for nine hundred dollars yeah. from the United Arab Emirates. Uh, I've seen uh, the uh, I, I know that the game has went has sold for seven hundred dollars yes. in box. Yep. Uh, so it is not a, a cheap unit by any stretch of imagination. And while we're talking about price, let me go ahead and add just as I looked it up. If you're interested in getting a 32x, now I will. There's a caveat here, and the caveat is, as we mentioned in the or earlier in the show, you don't just go and get a 32x and stick it in there, wham bam, yeah, Bob's your uncle. You got to have the power supply. You got to have the appropriate cables for whatever Genesis you've got. Uh, so, uh, but most people are just, and also let's not forget spacers, which you may yeah. or may not need. Most people are selling the 32x uh, for somewhere around forty to fifty dollars. Now, uh, there are plenty of units that don't work. Okay. Sure. These go out occasionally. Uh, I was fortunate the one I got worked, but be prepared if you're going to buy one used, and I didn't see any new ones for sale. No. If you're going to buy, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but I didn't see I'm any. I'm sure there are. If you're going to buy one of these, you're going to be prepared to clean all the pins internally and give your uh, console a good cleaning too. And then you're going to have to have the appropriate cabling. Now there is an outfit out there that sells a all-in-one power supply for the Genesis, the Sega CD, and the... Uh, 32x. They just every all the whole all the units will plug into one power supply. Nice. It's yeah, about forty bucks. I think. I think that's worth uh, it. You can Google it and find it pretty easy. Uh, but I, I of course, being the purest that I am, also cheap, uh, have got all the original power adapters too. And, and I can tell you that uh, you're going to use up the majority of your power strip just on these two devices. Yeah,
1: because the, the 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 AC adapters on these things are massive.
0: Uh, the 32x. I mean, given the small library of games for it. Uh, what I recommend picking one up. Now, I picked mine up for like, I think I picked mine up for like 10, 15 bucks. Then I had to go find all the cabling. And then I had to find the power supply. Then I had to clean it. Uh, and then I could play the games. In it. And it does work with the EverDrive. You can play the games right off the EverDrive cart. And they work. Uh, that said, uh, you will you will be paying uh, a lot of more money for the cables. I mean, they're not that expensive, but you're going to find the right ones. But the, you're going to pay in your time. Yeah. That's where it really hurts you because it, they're difficult. They're difficult to find uh, sometimes, and the, and getting the space and stuff. And a lot of these you'll buy off eBay and they're untested because they don't have the cable. So, you should be prepared for that uh, when it when it comes to picking these bad boys up. Speaking of patience, I I've got to have a lot of patience to deal with this guy, uh, but I have no patience when it comes to spinning that wheel. So oh, let's hit the music. Goes. Now, Brett, what do we add this week?
1: I believe we added late '90s.
0: Late 90s pinball. So, we're going to just, given the success of our previous pinball endeavor, we're going to try her her again. We have faded into the ether. So, go ahead and roll it there, bud. What are you hoping for this week? A little
1: bit of Saturn would be cool. A little back to back. Oh, no, not going to have that. What do we got?
0: Oh, no. Oh, boy. This is what I think it is. This is what I think it is. It is. So, now I have to say, I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of, uh, um, Interest in this—I've heard about it for so many years—and so by God, by hook or by crook, uh, somehow, some way, we will be looking at games on the mega exotic. Have you ever seen one of these? Yeah, no. Did, no. You ever, you ever know anything about nope, it? No. Zero. The FM Towns Marty. Yes. The FM Towns Marty, gutsy. You got to be crazy to even try it. <laughs> you know. But we're going to give it a whirl. Uh, so tune in next week. As we uh, play games on the uh, on the very rare FM Towns, Marty, and until then, I bid you adieu.
1: Showtime.